This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, hi. It's election day. Where the hell is it election day? Does anybody really? I guess it's important. Georgia, uh, Alabama, uh, I'm not really paying too close attention. Um, I would like to see, what's that guy's name? Raffsenberger. He was a secretary of state of Georgia. He blew it. He was uh, outflanked by Stacey Abrams, or he cooperated with Stacey Abrams. And, oh, by the way, Stacey Abrams... Uh, she doesn't like living in Georgia, right? She just badmouthed Georgia. She's running for governor. Talk about the ultimate sore loser. Um, she can run around saying that uh, the election was illegitimate, uh, the governor's a phony, and uh, liberals roar. They love it. They love a lot about her. I'm not exactly sure what, and they hate it when I give her a hard time. Well, she's easy to make fun of. She's always wrong. She's very mean. And uh, what did I say this morning? I mean, I'm sorry, but she's not. How do you lose a race for any big office and somehow come out ahead? She ran for governor. She she lost. She was the state senator. Big deal. No big whoop. And she's on the cover of the Washington Post magazine, and they dress her up like she's uh, Princess Leia from Star Wars. A cross between Princess Leia and Jabba the Hutt, maybe. I don't know. I'm sorry. She's very. She's. Anyway, it's not a good analogy that she looks like Princess Leia. Um, But they've glorified her beyond uh, all recognition. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, She's playing the race card. Oh, and speaking of the race card, remember remember how shocking it was when... Who was that? Of course, O.J. Simpson played the race card. Uh, And in a way, I know O.J. was... I mean, come on, let's face it. He did it, right? And those poor people, what was his name? Um, um, Goldman and Nicole Brown, butchered, I believe, by OJ. And I think most reasonable, sane people know he did it. But he was fighting for his life. I mean, literally. So you're going to play any card you can. The race card, the I got hurt in football card, uh, she was mean to be card. You're going to play any card you can. Well, he played the race card, and what did that guy say? Uh, Shapiro, we dealt it from the bottom of the deck. Well, now you can play the race card from the top of the deck. In fact, every card you have can be a race card if you're from the woke left, and it can get you power, it can get you status, it can maybe just get payback for some petty slight, some slight you feel you experienced. You can make money, you can, um, or just stay cool. Just stay relevant. To be on the right side of this. Now, it is insanity, total and complete insanity that's happening. You know it. I know it. I don't care what anybody's color is. This is wrong. What is happening now is wrong. I'll get back to that Central Park bird thing because a lot of people have come up to me and said, is that true? I mean, wait a second. Is that what you said? Is that true? I said, yes, it is. It's absolutely true. 
Well, why didn't anybody say that? Because it would have undermined their narrative and the narrative of the moment. And how long has this moment lasted? More than two years, really since uh, Trayvon Martin, another fake news story that, um, you know, black people are under siege and white cops and white bigots are their greatest threat to uh, people of color. Now, this is nonsense. This is foolish. This is totally mischaracterizing our country. It's not understanding who we are, where we've come from, what we are today. But they do it for, it's the cheapest, easiest way, I think, to power and status. To go around making false accusations and counting faces. That's black, that's white, that's Asian, black, white, Asian, you know, just Hispanic. Just counting. Anybody can do that. It's hard to do the actual work. And that goes for you, Birdman. Should I do the Birdman now? I'll get back to the Birdman. I, I, I want to just say this, that Josh Donaldson, the third baseman for the Yankees, he should not be suspended. He should be the MVP, and he should be the capital uh, captain of the All-Star game. What do you say? And Tim Anderson needs to be thrown out of the league, and he can go play for the minors. And that commissioner of baseball... How woke and silly can you get? Is it is wasn't Bowie Coon once the baseball commissioner? I mean, that guy could kick ass. He wasn't afraid of the woke mob. Who else do we have who was cool as baseball commissioner? Even that Bart Giamatti guy. But this Rob Manfred, he's the one who canceled the All Star Game in Atlanta because oh Georgia passed the voting law and we. We object to the voting law of Major League Baseball. We object. Shut up and focus on making your game relatively watchable, somewhat watchable. It stinks. It stinks. So Tim Anderson is a shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. And let me get back to this crap in a moment, all right? Number one, first things first. Are you a slave to something in your life? Is there something you do that you like, that you know is bad for you, but you stay with it? Hmm? Oh, man, there were so many things in my life like that. And you know what? Every now and then they creep back in. I've been very good about the alcohol. Not a drop. Not a drop. In five years almost. But other little things can, can get back into my system. Not drugs. Other things. And, you know, we think... We think we're going to have a little bit of liberty, have a little bit of fun, a little bit of freedom if we do these other things. But no, no, it's enslavement. It really is. At least for me, man, when I, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're into, gambling, uh, you name it, you know, there's stuff, stuff out there. It's not freeing, it's enslaving. It's enslavement. And you can feel it. Your body doesn't feel right. And um, that's not the way we're supposed to live. That's not the way God intended. And you can read about it in John 8, as I was this morning. You know, we have this great God who's done everything for us. And it seems like we're always trying to get one by on him. (laughs) Why would we ever want to do that? We wouldn't do it to our boss, right? We wouldn't do it to, um, you know, somebody more important than we are at work. Uh, but we always seem see that we can get one by on God. Not right. Not good. I have to think of it that way. I recommend it. 
The sin is not freedom. It's enslavement. I hope that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Now. Now it does. All right, getting back to that silly ball game, baseball. Who the hell has really gone to a baseball game? I used to go. Something happened. It slowed down or whatever. So Tim Anderson is with the White Sox. Hey, I don't care if you don't like baseball. I don't like it anymore either. I don't even know who Tim Anderson is until yesterday. And all these baseball players, they all blend together now. I mean, who are they? You ever see that video where Aaron Judge is walking around Yankee Stadium and nobody recognizes him? He walks around. It's, it's, I mean, the days of Dave Winfield and Chris Chambliss and Roy White and Bucky Dent and Thurman Munson, those guys, they were singular. They were awesome. They were superstars. They had personalities. Now they just come and go. I have no idea what's going on. But I do know this. Tim Anderson gave an interview to Sports Illustrated in 2019. And Tim Anderson had the audacity to say, I'm the Jackie Robinson of baseball. Wow. I mean, that would be like me going around, hey, I'm the Rush Limbaugh of radio. Just call me Rush. Yeah, right? Are you kidding me? I can't can't make that comparison. Nobody can. And not you, Tim Anderson, to uh, Jackie Robinson, one of the greatest players ever. And guess what? (laughs) His teammates, uh, the opposing teams, made fun of him a little bit. Hey, Jackie, how's it going, Jackie? Jackie Robinson is not a derogatory term. It's They're making fun of him associating himself with this legend, right? I mean, you can't. I'm the Jackie Robinson. Give me a break. So for years, they were giving him a, they were busting his chops about it. Aren't we allowed to bust chops in baseball? Hell, you're allowed to grab your chops. You can spit. You can scratch. You can do anything. You can fight. You can fight and not even get yourself suspended. This guy got himself suspended Josh Donaldson, because he called the guy Jackie, which he liked being called. But what happened? Of course, Tim Anderson, he played the race card. Very convenient. Very convenient. Uh, cut, 20, cut 29, please. This is Tim Anderson after the game this weekend. I just made a you know, disrespectful comment. Uh, you know, basically, was, you know, trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, I don't, I don't really play at all. Uh, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't really you know, bothering nobody today, but, uh, you know, he made a comment. And, uh, you know, was, All right, I can't hear him again. He's mumbling. He's saying it's a racist comment, and I don't play that way, and it's disrespectful, and he's mad. Okay. Um, and to make matters, well, let me, can I hear from uh, Donaldson, please? This is where he says uh, what really happened. And I believe this guy. I believe him, and I don't believe Tim Anderson. There, cut 30. 2019, he came out with the interview, said that he's a new Jackie Robinson of baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game, right? And 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. Um, I don't know what's changed from, and I've said it to him uh, in years past, not not in any manner than just joking around. For the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson, you know. Um, so, you know, if something has changed uh, from that, like my meaning of that is not at any term uh, trying to be racist. Of course, that makes total sense. I looked up the interview. It exists. In 2019, Tim Anderson said all this stuff. He did. Now, you know, baseball players are the worst. I mean, professional athletes in general. 95% of them stop growing intellectually and emotionally in high school. You know, when most of them were at their peak, right, they became, you know, demigods in 10th grade because they were good at playing a sport. What's this guy's name again? The manager of the White Sox? 
manager of the White Sox. The White Sox? Tony yeah. LaRusso. Tony LaRusso. This is what passes for management in baseball today. You heard what Donaldson's explanation was. You heard Tim Anderson mumble something about being offended. I couldn't quite get it. So here's Tony LaRusso. I mean, just making a bad situation intolerable. Cut 31. He made a racist comment, Donaldson, and that's all I'm going to say. That's pretty strong. That's as strong as it gets. Yeah, that's as strong as it gets. Who the hell put this guy in management? Aren't you looking for some aren't you looking for managers to diffuse the situation, not exacerbate it? Or is this guy like so many other coaches and managers owned by his team? Won't say anything that might possibly require some leadership and explanation on his part. Who's running that team? Who's really in charge? You know? It's a crazy thing to say. Uh, I hope this guy becomes the uh, MVP and all-star Donaldson. He got suspended by Major League Baseball. There can be no doubt about what was said on the field, and it was offensive, and therefore he's suspended. Screw you, Manford Mann. What's his name? The baseball commissioner. The same woke jerk who moved the all-star game last year from Atlanta when they passed that Georgia voting law, which is totally reasonable. And no, it doesn't say nobody can have water or food. It says that political operatives can't deliver you water bottles while you're in line. It was totally reasonable. All right. Hey, Eric Adams really thinks he's God's gift to New York City. How wrong he is. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. I know it's pretty clear I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the world. I am curious, though, what Aaron Judge had to say. Aaron Judge, New York Yankee. He's still in the Yankees, right? Big hitter. What's his position? Outfielder. Probably. Outfielder, yes. Outfielder. Uh, is he a nice guy? Is he like a Derek Jeter, nice guy kind of guy or what? Yeah, he's got that kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, he, absolutely. He's like Derek Jeter, quite frankly, without the charisma. And Derek Jeter was exactly not big in the personality department. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Uh, all right, so Aaron Judge had something to say about this whole thing. And let's see. Uh, let's see here. Where is it? Where is it? Aaron Judge. Uh, here we go. T- 29. All right. I want to see whose side he takes here. Cut 29. Cut. I'm sorry. Cut 21. 21. You know, it's uh, it's a tough one. Um, you know, joke or not, you know, I just don't think it's, you know, the right thing to do there, especially, oh. you know, given the history, you know, especially the series in Chicago, you know, kind of a little bit of beef between Anderson and JD and, you know, Anderson's, you know, one of the best shortstops in the game. And, um, you know, he's, he's, a big part of MLB and, you know, what's going on here and how we can grow the game. And, um, you know, J.D. for that one-game suspension, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it's, you know, on J.D.'s, you know, he made a mistake, you know, owned up to it, and, you know, now we got to move on. Yeah, screw you, Aaron Judge. Wow, what way to back up your teammate. He called him Jackie. The guy, you can't rib anybody in baseball? Are they going to take these rules and apply them to hockey? You don't just talk to each other. You, you you try to take each other's eye out with a stick, right? Aaron Judge, I've got no use for you. Um, I wouldn't recognize him if he walked in the room right now. I'm sorry. Baseball used to be, I could tell you everything about the 1977 Yankees, 78 Yankees, 90 Yankees, 80 Yankees, 81, 82. And then I lost all interest. And then I grew up. Kids. It's a kid's game. And one more time, that manager. Who's this manager? Tony LaRussa. Don't you want more from management? Never seen management this bad in my life. 
By the way, why were they wearing green hats this weekend? Are they playing for the Turtles? They were wearing these silly green hats, the Yankees and the White Sox. Is it some sort of uh, support the troops BS? Yeah, we're going to wear a hat. Yeah, support the troops in advance in the, in the, in the run-up to Memorial Day. All that phony nonsense they do it means nothing. These guys and their money. All right, where's that manager again? Tony La Russa, cut 31. You made a racist comment. Donald racist. Trump, that's all I'm going to say. That's pretty strong. That's as strong as it gets. All right. One more time. Jackie Robinson is one of the most revered players ever. Ever. You go to City Field, home of the Mets. What do they have? They have an entire museum. As you walk in, it's unavoidable, dedicated to number 42, Jackie Robinson, who never even played for the Mets. Was he the manager of the Mets at one point or something like that? I never understood why why the fixation with, uh, I mean, I know he's great. That's how great he is. Other teams are build, building monuments to him. It's a compliment, if anything. Screw this. You've got to be kidding me. What the hell has happened to society? We have gone off the freaking railroad tracks. You falsely accuse somebody. You threaten somebody in the park. You should be arrested for that. Instead, you become a hero and you get your own TV show. You know what I'm talking about, that Amy Cooper stuff? All right, Amy Cooper is the original, and I hate to say the word, but it's been popularized. And t- Karen, and I talked to that, that, I t- talked to that nice lady. Here, her name is Karen. This is a horrible thing. Calling white women who stand up for themselves and dare defend themselves Karen. It's a mean name. And by the way, there are plenty of people of other races called Karen. Named Karen. So this guy threatened her. And nobody talks about that. Nobody even wants you to know about it, but he did. This woman was scared to death, and for good reason. This creep wanted to hurt her dog. Two years ago, right now, Amy Cooper... Single white woman in New York goes for a walk with her dog in the afternoon in the middle of COVID in Central Park. Let's him off the leash. No big deal. I this sounds so petty and it is, but Barack Obama in all of his ignorance had to weigh in. And the whole world weighed in about this nonsense. You don't believe me? Where is that? Here we go. Here's the fake news. Everybody from um Senator Claire McCaskill to Whippy Goldberg demonizing Amy Cooper for defending herself. Cut 35. A New York City woman has lost a high-level job in finance after a video of her racially charged confrontation with a black man went viral. We all saw Amy Cooper in Central Park weaponizing her whiteness to call a police officer on a black man who's just watching birds. Those cops could have showed up. His fate could have been fate could have been similar as Mr. Floyd. People need to understand there are consequences to your actions. And one of the consequences to this woman's action is she could have gotten this young man killed. She literally weaponized his race and weaponized her privilege. She knew that by calling the police, it would be to her advantage. Yeah, right. The cops just come up and they see a black guy and they just start blasting, right? Is that what all you ignorant people are saying? All you ignorant, lazy people? Lazy people? Everybody you heard in that, in that sequence there. 
By the way, they're white, they're black, they're this, they're that. This is beyond race. This is lazy. So here's Christian Cooper. I told you, this woman goes for a walk in the park with a dog. No big deal. In certain parts of the park, you can let the dog off the leash. Again, no big deal. Christian Cooper hangs around the park looking at birds. Him and Ed Norton, whatever. And uh, Christian goes home after his little altercation and writes this. Central Park this morning. This woman's dog is tearing through the plantings in the ramble. Me. He writes a transcript. Me. Ma'am. Dogs in the ramble have to be on the leash at all times. The sign is right there. Her. The dog runs are closed. He needs his exercise. Me. All you have to do is take him to the other side of the drive outside the ramble and you can let him run off the leash all you want. Her. It's too dangerous. Me. Look. If you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want, but you're not going to like it. Her. What's that? Me. To the dog. Come here, puppy. Her. He won't come to you. Me. We'll see about that. I pull out the dog treats I carry for just such intransigence. I didn't even get a chance to toss any treats to the pooch before Karen scrambled to grab the dog. Her. Don't you touch my dog. That's when I started videotaping. And that's when the police should have arrested this guy for threatening her and her animal. I'll be right back. Lighten up, Francis. (laughs) Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We were doing so good in this city regarding race, Pretty good in this country regarding race up until uh, two years ago when everybody overreacted and lost their minds to that George Floyd situation. And oh, by the way, made the family of George Floyd uh, multi, multi, multi millionaires. That's a big component to all this. That's why Ben Crump parachutes in uh, whenever there's anything remotely controversial regarding race because there's big money to be made. Money to be made, power to be gained. And it's tearing this uh, this place apart, and the fake news goes right along with it. The latest, you remember how they tried to say Donald Trump is a white supremacist, Donald Trump is uh, uh, he's a racist, he's a, well, come on, come on, we knew him very, very well. He was the greatest guy in the world right up until he got into politics. You know, Elon Musk, by the way, Elon Musk, he's been in public life. He's gotten really famous over the past couple of years, but it was, let's see here, when was he first really, when did he first become a big deal? Like 2004? And never a blemish. Nothing wrong. Until he comes out as a Trump supporter. He comes out as against Hillary Clinton. He says that Russia hoax was a great big uh, fraud and the Twitter uh, should have flagged Hillary Clinton for disinformation. And then overnight, what happened to Elon Musk? It sounded something like this. Cut 42. 
The billionaire Elon Musk is denying allegations in a news report that he had sexually harassed oh. a flight attendant on a private jet back in 2016. <laughs> the website Insider published an allegation that he sexually harassed a SpaceX flight attendant in 2016. The unnamed accuser says Musk pr uh, propositioned her for sex and SpaceX paid a $250,000 settlement for her silence. We got 300 million people in this country. You can get anybody to say anything at any time. Isn't it fascinating, though? He became out and really, he's obviously on our side. He's conservative. He's a, a borderline free speech absolutist, which I am as well. Very, very, very few limitations on, on freedom of speech. Yeah, uh, uh, no fire in a crowded theater, but that's pretty much it. That's what he's like. And now they're all over his case, inventing stuff out of thin air. It's happened before. Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, you name it, especially conservatives. Oh, boy, this is a card, a phony card they love to play. Uh, and if he's not, uh, if they don't accuse you of sexual harassment, they'll accuse you of being a racist. Oh, wow. They just love it. And these, it's really coming from white liberals. They just love it. Now, Rick Scott is the senator, one of them from Florida. I like him. I though I think he's got to, I think he's got to toughen up because the fake news basically ate his breakfast the other day. Listen to this. They they say, okay, the Republican Party, you guys are, you know, you guys are the party of uh, Tucker Carlson and the replacement theory. Don't you have to condemn all this stuff? No, of course we're not. It's not true. All that stuff is hyped up. Listen to how he handled it, though, and I'm not impressed. Rick Scott, Republican of Florida, on Face the Nation, cut 43. Do you personally think it's important for political leaders, particularly in your party, to condemn white nationalism? Well, clearly we ought to all condemn any hatred. We ought to con condemn any white supremacy. We, I mean, we, we've got to figure out how to come together. We ought to judge people by their character, not, the, you know, not their skin yeah. color. Uh, so we've got to figure out how to bring people together. So you would tell all Senate Republicans running for election that they need to, each and every one of them, condemn white nationalism? Well, I tell people what I believe. But you would advise them. You, you think of their state? But I can tell you, I'm clear. So oh, the they, is yes. If they ask me, I would say, for, "Be clear. Be clear." It, uh, so uh, that was pretty weak on Rick Scott's part, right? It was just weak. It was. It was. Come on, you should say, "Yeah, of course I do. Of course, all decent people do." Let me ask you this: Do you condemn Antifa? Do you condemn Black Lives Matter? Do you condemn the violence that we've been going through for the past two years? Do you do you agree with the idea that this is fundamentally a racist society? Let me hear your thoughts on that, anchor woman. Let me hear your thoughts on that, uh, Democrat politician. What's that noise, by the way? What are you guys doing? Um, oh, they're coming in with the phone number. I forgot the phone number. Talk about a brain lapse. Our phone number is 800-848-9222. I'm going to make a, I'm going to do a something special though. I'm putting it on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is, um, a little bit out of control. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's a, I'm admitting it. It's a little bit out of control. I can't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's too much fun. 800-848-9222. Call the station. I'm taking your phone calls now. And then let me take, I'll take a picture of the phone. Shall I do that? Um, 800, oh, wait, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to put this on the, on the interweb. What do we do before the internet? You know what we did? We talked to people. You know what we did? Oh, I'm going to the movies tonight, I decided. I'm going to go to the movies to see Top Gun. This will be the first movie I've seen since 2019. 
And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I have a feeling it's going to stink, but who knows for sure. Let's see here. Uh Uh-oh. Who the hell is this? Who the hell is this? How do people get in my... All right. I guess I just put it out on the TV and on the radio. That's fine. Um, Wasn't Rick Scott kind of weak there? And also, where does the fake news get off saying that our concerns about the 2020 election are a big lie? They love saying that, right? Cut 44. We have found at least 18 states where candidates are running that that deny the legitimacy of the last election. 50-plus candidates endorse some version of the big lie. All of those candidates, Republicans. It's a prerequisite to get that endorsement, to have endorsed some version of the big lie. That primary in Georgia on Tuesday might be the highest-profile test of that big lie. Says who? Says who's calling it a big lie? When did they have that kind of power to just... Did they investigate it? Did they roll up their sleeves? No. You can go to all those courtrooms where Rudy Giuliani was. You won't find one reporter. Not one. They don't have the resources. They don't have the inclination. They weren't out there. You know you can cover an entire political race from uh, your apartment in Brooklyn? That used to be a scandal. It was literally a scandal. Jason Blair, a reporter for the New York Times, was living in Brooklyn making stuff up about the... Beltway shooter. Remember that case back in 2002? What was it? John, John Lee Malvo and Mohammed, somebody or other. And those guys went around terrorizing Washington for about the, I don't know, six months, was it? Three months. It was a bad, bad time. And this guy made up a bunch of stories from Brooklyn. When we found out that he was in Brooklyn and not in Maryland and Virginia and Washington, D.C., covering the story, that was a total shock. Nobody could believe it. Now that's the way things are done. Reporters don't leave their house. Why would they bother? They don't have to. You just stay inside, cover it from your computer. You know who does that? I don't want to name names, but, uh, uh, well, (laughs) um, big-time reporters all over the place fake it. They are literally mailing it in. And those who do show up, well, they don't show up for very long, do they? And what did Rush Limbaugh, the late, great Rush Limbaugh, have to say about all of them? Cut 46, please. They hit cause havoc, maybe do some damage, and just keep heading on down the road while other people are left to clean up the mess they made. Okay. That's the drive-by media. Okay. With news events and people they want to destroy, people they want to harm, people they want to criticize, they flood the zone, they all come in, they all say and do the same things, they fire with the same ammo, they, they create chaos wherever they go, and then there's a mess made, and they're down the road on the way to, to the next spot where they're going to do the same thing. Well, whoever okay. they shot at has to clean up the mess and try to repair the damage that's been made. God bless Rush Limbaugh. What a great man. And he's totally, totally right. Totally right. They just, they just blew us off. They just, they come, you know who's talking about Buffalo right now? Nobody. They all pretended their hearts were broken about Buffalo. They don't care. They don't care. Hey, you want to hear a, uh, a crazy, the first voice you're going to hear is, is a crazy Democrat. And then listen to the Republican voice that comes on. This is on CNN. The guy who's complaining about racism all over the place is a name, he's named Bakari Sellers, left-wing lunatic. And then a Republican, a Trump appointee, can't stop herself, can't, can't wait to agree with him. Cut 45. You cannot forget 
the racism, bigotry, white supremacy, xenophobia that still is prevalent every single day in society. And I'm thinking about Buffalo. And you trace that back to what is this new Republican Party? There's a direct correlation. People see that as well. So, yes, baby formula matters. But these other things matter as well. Bakari is not wrong. I, mean, I actually agree there. Hey, Bakari's not wrong. I actually agree there. Everything, everything's, everything is broken about our country. Oh, really? Oh, really? Hey, Billy's on the phone in Manhattan. Hi, Billy. Hello? Hello? Hey, how are you? Look, you know, people are going online, uh, and they're not really searching Tim Anderson, okay? The guy's a punk. He's benched for not hustling. He uses the N-word in arguments with pitchers. Just go online and research it. Who? 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 Tim Anderson, yeah. he's actually disgraced. He's disgraced, Jackie Robinson. He used the N-word in an argument with Brad Heller or Kid City last year. No, I, I get you. Terrible guy. What did you say about La Russa, though? I don't like him either. La has been arrested for drunk driving several times. Just got to go online and research it. Several well, well, I mean, I look, I, I, I saw that. I mean, it doesn't. It's, it's a little bit off topic when you, when you think about it. I mean— I mean, lots of people have been arrested for DWI. Not me, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not necessarily relevant. What is relevant is he's a jerk. Uh, I'll play it again. Cut 31. Go ahead. He made a racist comment, Donaldson, and that's all I'm going to say. That's pretty strong. That's as strong as it gets. That's as strong as it gets. And this is management, right? They're supposed to be fixing situations, not making them worse. No, Billy, I know how to I know how to use the computer. I know how to read up on these guys, but it's uh, it's not necessarily relevant that he was arrested a couple of times. Just like it's not relevant that he went to law school in 1978. Who cares? You know what I mean? The, the Tim Anderson thing is relevant. He uses the N word himself. He well, you know, you know, Billy, and I know, and I don't necessarily get it, and I don't feel deprived because I can't say the N word, and I'm not gonna say the N word. I don't want to say the N word, and that's fine. Yet we have a crazy, uh, wacky culture, and if you are black, you can say the N-word as much as you want. You can say it if you're the president of the United States, Barack Obama, and he did. You know, we, we can have that debate, although I find it a tedious, boring, useless debate. So I can go online and find out that Tim Anderson used the N-word. Again, I'm not going to, you know, that's not exactly breaking news. So he the race card about Jackie Robinson. Yeah, no kidding. I know. We've established that. Thank you, Billy, very much. Uh, Robbie is on the phone in Farmingdale. Robbie. Yes, Robbie, what's up? How are you, Greg? Love the show. Listen to it every day. First, I'd like to bring up the Jackie Robinson thing with um, the Mets. Yeah, it's weird, right? Well, the Wilpon people are completely enamored with Jackie Robinson. So much so that when City Field was open, there was not even a mention of Tom Seaver or any other Met in the building except for Jackie Robinson. What's that all about? <laughs> I, I tell you what, the Wilpons are nice people, but I never understood that. I walked into City Field the day it opened, uh, what was that, 2009? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what's all this Jackie uh, uh, Robinson paraphernalia? <laughs> like you mentioned, Tom Seaver, where are the greats? Jerry Kuzman. Who else did I like on that team? Well, you know the rest. Who was the other Dan guy? Jones. Huh? Where's Tommy Agee? Uh, where's, where's, where's Ed Shaw? Right, we think we're getting really obscure now. I, I have no idea. Oh, I know. Lee Mazzilli. Anyway, it made no sense to me, but you mentioned it. I guess you figured it out. They are, uh, they're enamored with, they're enamored with um, the Dodgers, but they own the Mets now. Come on. 
Barbara in ooh, Rhode Island. Hi, what's going on up there? Hey, I got a question for you. Is Nantucket part of Rhode Island or is it part of Massachusetts? It's part of Massachusetts <sighs> and it's, it's beautiful in Nantucket. All right. What's going on? Um, I just want to say about the Karen thing. Mm. I'm a normal female. Oh, yeah? Four foot 11. That's... I was a gymnast. I was a gymnast. I'm very, I'm very athletic. I'm 110 pounds. Nice. I took judo when I was 12 years old because my father didn't want any people harassing me. I can take care of myself. And this Karen thing, I would have been, I would have been scared. And I can take care of myself. I've thrown many men down. But you know something? People are, I just, I'm, I'm for Karen. My name's Barbara, but I'm for Karen. And I fire straight from the hip. You know what? We should have a day. We should have a day. We should have a day where everybody's Karen. You know, we call me Karen. You know what I mean? I feel that way. I I can't stand this. Is that does that resonate with you? Every, all, all the women who agree, agree, we put on a little label. I'm I'm Karen, or I'm with Karen, or call me Karen. A Karen, you know, like wait a second. You're telling me that a woman who's assertive, who sticks up for herself, who's you know, defends her pet when a stranger threatens that animal. I think I think Amy Cooper is a brave woman, and she's a good person. I actually know somebody who knows her. I never met her. And listen to this. She's obviously terrified. Cut 36. Would you please stop? Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. There is an African-American man. I am in Central Park. He's recording me threatening myself and my dog. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm being threatened by a man in the Rambo. Please send the cops immediately. Oh, wait a second, though. How dare he call a black man an African-American man? she do that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, 9-11 is about to... They want to know that information anyway. But doesn't she know that you can only make fun of uh, white people? Just ask liberal white people. Cut 37, please. In case you haven't realized, it has somehow become necessary for old white men to tell me how to speak. But it's not you. It's white men. They're a little fragile right now. We've recently become aware of a foe so dastardly and so numerous that you might have one in your own home. You probably guess it by now. We're talking about old white men. You know, come to think of it, if you add it all up, those white men have done a pretty good job. If you add it all up. Horrible, horrible, silly conversation that's going on in America about race to avoid a consequential, important, and helpful one. Barbara, I appreciate it. Stay in touch. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Eric Adams has the unbelievable nerve to talk about running for president right now as his city falls apart. This guy is uh, as dumb as I thought he was. He's as racist as I knew he was. And um, he's doesn't give a damn. After four horrible months as mayor, 
crime, excuse me, continues to go up. You heard about the guy who was shot on the subway this weekend. And this guy is just having fun. And this guy's just talk about playing the race card. Remember this nonsense? Imagine a white mayor complaining about black reporters. Imagine that. Imagine a white mayor saying, I don't see enough of you reporters who uh, look like me. Too much diversity. And there's plenty of diversity, by the way. Uh, Listen to this. Um, I think he should. This makes him fireable right here. Cut 32. I'm a black man. That's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me. How many blacks are in the editorial boards? How many blacks are determined how these stories are being written? I say that to all your owners of your papers, your editorials, diversify your newsroom so I can look out and see people that look like me. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's kind of funny in a way. It's kind of funny. It's also, it's more sad than funny. And this is downright hateful. This is Eric Adams. This is Eric Adams. This is the guy who didn't give a damn about policing, but just hung around with Al Sharpton to get on TV for all those years. Cut 33, please. Every day in the police department, I kicked those crackers' ass, man. I was unbelievable in the police department when he keeps one of the blacks in law enforcement. Yeah, kick those crackers' ass. Wow. That's, uh, what's the word? Racist. Racist. And now he's the mayor. Now he's the mayor. And he thinks he's God's gift or something. What do they say here? Cut 16. I have to make sure the city is safe, and I want that obligation. I thank God I'm the mayor right now and not those that don't understand the urgency of this moment. What's he doing to fix this moment? You know, God works in mysterious ways, and I don't know what the end game here is, but just because he's mayor doesn't mean he's the answer. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how to do anything. And um, we're seeing it. We're seeing it all the time, everywhere. How could it? God, they gave him a great big fat pass. The media did. Now, his competition was nothing. Who was he up against? De Blasio's garbage commissioner. Andrew Yang from out of town. Uh, I mean, who else? Now, the Republican nominee was Curtis Slewa. Now, that guy could have done great. However, given the registration rates in this city, you know, overwhelmingly Democrat, and it was, you know, after Trump in New York, they were not going to allow a Republican to be mayor. But think about it, 20 years of Republican rule, and this city was doing great. This city was doing very, very well. Okay, the music is about to play. I need to get a little bit of lunch Mike Tyson says he's never going to fly on a commercial jet again because he was so hassled. He was so nastily hassled. Remember this? Cut 14. You kept your poise for a long time. Yeah, I took pictures. I shouldn't even be taking public claims. My wife gets mad that I take public Well, What am I doing? Playing with my my friends and what? I guess he's supposed to watch me, a bodyguard? Yes, and what am I doing on a plane? It triggers me. I like Mike Tyson a lot, actually. Good dude. Um, he's a lot nicer now that he doesn't drink. He's gotten his act somewhat together. And uh, did you know he did a big recruitment ad for the NYPD back in the 80s? He did. And he was very, very good at it. So uh, wishing Mike the best. I saw a documentary about him. He was terrific. He's a big Trump supporter, too. 
Did you know that? All right, I got a couple of seconds left. Missy, very quickly, in Brooklyn, hi. Great. I'm Elon Musk. You were talking about him with that woman. Yeah. Supposedly, Elon Musk called her out because, you know, he must have tattoos and everything. And he was saying, what what, is, what do they look like? And she couldn't answer the question. Did you hear that? I did hear that. Apparently, he has a tattoo on his penis. And I've heard of that being done before. Some it's It's not as unusual as you might think. Some guys do that. And, and she couldn't describe it. So uh, that's, you know, he's innocent. He's innocent. Missy, thank you very much. There's the music. Uh, give me a moment or two. Quick snack. Be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, it's one of those weirdo election days in May. I don't think of election day in May to you, but it is in May right now in Georgia and Alabama and a couple of other places. In Georgia, uh, I get bored even thinking about it, to be honest, but um, uh, there is something interesting going on here. Uh, Raffensperger, Raffsenberger, the secretary of state who blew the election, is uh, running against Jody Heiss, the congressman who's backed by Trump. And Trump really wants this Raffensperger guy out. So do I, by the way. Uh, You know, anybody who writes a book and puts their picture on the cover and says integrity counts. I mean, that's a little much for me. I think he's a very naive guy or or possibly just a very sinister guy who was in it with Stacey Abrams to get a hold of this election and throw it to uh, Joe Biden. Uh, All right, there's that. And, uh, oh, let's talk about Stacey Abrams. So she's running for governor. And she said something you're not supposed to say when you're running for governor of any state. That, whoa, we got a crappy state and we don't want to live here, do we? She said it out loud. And she should be in political trouble, right? It's okay. Hey, candidates make gaffes. And their opponents make fun of them or call them out. What did she say again? I'm ready to jump because I know that we have to have a conversation about who we are in this state and what we want for each other and from each other. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. Wow. We're the worst state in the country to live. We're the worst state in the country to live. I mean, I'm sorry. That's um, that can be used against you by your opponents. Okay. Oh well. Oh, the the context of her comments were such that. Shut up. All right. This is a campaign. Her enemies are not necessarily compelled to put things in total context. And in and of itself, that's a bad thing to say. So people are calling her out, including me, by the way. Sonny Perdue, her um, opponent. Is it his name? Sonny. What the hell's his first name? David Perdue. He's running for. Governor doesn't look very good for him, by the way, but whatever. And he's like, this woman's terrible. She needs to go back where she came from. Where where did she come from? She was born in Wisconsin and then she moved to Mississippi. I think it's fine. 
I think it's fine if you say, yeah, I don't like Georgia. Oh, well, fine. Go back to Wisconsin. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to another state where you might be more comfortable, where it's better than Georgia, if this is the worst state to live in. So what did I tweet here? At Greg Kelly USA. I totally agree with Purdue in Georgia. Stacey Abrams, who hates Georgia, should go back to where she came from. I believe that's Wisconsin, a very liberal state. She can smoke ganja and do whatever else she wants to do. I assume that pot is legal in Wisconsin. It's legal everywhere else. I can't stand that, by the way. You should hear what people are saying about me. (laughs) Me. She said it's the worst state in the world to live in. I say David Perdue is right saying go back to where you came from, which is Wisconsin. What did uh, what are people say? They're, they're they're calling me a racist. What? What? So wait, what is it? What are you guys doing? You got David Perdue? All right, this better be good. Go ahead. Did y'all see what Stacy said this weekend? Said that Georgia is the worst place in the country to live. Hey, she ain't from here. Let her go back where she came from. She doesn't like it here. The only thing she wants is to be president of the United States. She doesn't care about the people of Georgia. That's clear. You know, when we saw in 18 what she did and what she said, oh, we're going to have a blue wave, we're going to do it with documented and undocumented workers. You know, I don't think a lot of people in Georgia understood that when she told black farmers, you don't need to be on the farm, and she told black workers in hospitality and all this, you don't need to be – she is demeaning her own race when it comes to that. I am really over this. She should never be considered for material for a governor. So the fake news came out and said, oh, that's uh, that's absolutely, totally racist. Big headline in the New York Times that Purdue is racist. Telling her to go back home to Wisconsin. It's not like he's I know what they're trying to imply. He didn't say that. And, and now I say Purdue has got a point. Uh, then Greg Kelly's a Nazi. Let's see here. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, uh, where are all the races? What the hell is ganja? <laughs> Shut the hell up. Um, Stacy, ooh, just needs to leave America. I'm not going that far. Uh, a lot of people agreeing with me. Uh, it's ganja, you dumb blank racist. Why? I notice it's all white people are calling me a racist, by the way. What? 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 She moved to Atlanta with her grandparents when she was 15. It's amazing that Trump can say all of America isn't great and you eat up his MAGA nonsense. But if a black woman gives stats and wants to improve her state, she has to leave. Well, again, can I hear what she said? The worst state in the country to live. Now, I'm sorry. I'm ready. Go ahead. I'm ready. That's a problem. Politically, she's got a problem, or at least she should have. Maybe she's got this liberal immunity. Hey, Greg, shut the F up. Does anyone care what this criminal, me, thinks about Stacey Abrams? To the surprise of no one, a racist dirtbag agrees with a racist dirtbag. Now, there are people out there who believe that if you are a person of color, somehow you're beyond criticism. Somehow you should be immune. Somehow, no, 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 no. Well, you can you can criticize black conservatives any day of the week. But black liberals, no. Especially if you happen to be white. 
Well, that's a pretty weird way to look at the world. I think Stacy is uh, capable of handling it. This is what co- this is what happens in politics. This is why a lot of people don't go into politics because of the nasty feedback sometimes. It's okay. I think that I think Stacy can handle it, don't you? Why couldn't she? I see they tried to make her again into uh, Princess Leia in the Washington Post. Hey, you know who else is a real uh, disappointment? Mike Pence. Vice President Mike Pence. Wow. He's running around campaigning for candidates not endorsed by Trump. This is how I put it regarding Mike Pence. I think there's something a little off about Mike Pence. It's kind of like he's made of wood. He's not a creative thinker. And by the way, on January 6th, can we cut the crap about his life being in jeopardy? All right, that's nonsense. He's surrounded by Secret Service. The mob, pardon me, mob. I wouldn't even call him the mob. Those people were let in by the Capitol Police. I've demonstrated that a million times on my Newsmax show. And cops walking off their post just before Ashley Babbitt was killed? We don't know. We don't know what the hell happened that day. I think they were let in so they could stop the debate, the debate that was legal and constitutional to have about the electoral count. And under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, Vice President Mike Pence had all kinds of authority, but he didn't have the smarts or the guts to exercise it. He blew it. And, sir, you are done. You are done. No way. Not you. And politics, quite frankly, is loosened up. He's so uptight. Takes him a million years to, uh, you know, come up with what he's going to say, and then he says it, and then he runs away. I remember on January fifth when he went to uh, Georgia and saying, "We're going to have, we're going to hear all those objections." Well, we didn't, because guys like you wet their pants, and a lot of other people did too. All right. Hey, do we know anything about the Top Gun movie? Am I the only one excited to see it? Here's what I like about it so far. They did it with real airplanes. These are not cartoon airplanes, CGI airplanes. It looks like this movie may have been designed for something other than a bunch of 17-year-old kids in China. It's like every movie these days is some silly monster movie, Marvel comic movie. I'm not saying every movie's got to be French Lieutenant's woman, but can't they kind of treat us like we're adults a little bit? Can there be a little bit of conversation, a little bit of, uh, you know, relevance to our actual lives? I've had it with Godzilla versus Kong. I had it with Godzilla versus Kong when I was seven, by the way. I was over that. Uh, it, 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 Yeah. All right. So tonight is my first night back in the cinema. The cinema. Uh, Daniel in Bakersfield, California. How you doing? What's going on over there? Oh, man, Greg, this is the most excited I've been, and so I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I just wanted to call and tell you really quick about the story, really quick, about how I got my grandparents to start watching the show. You had met Stanley, and they love Charles Stanley. And so what I did was I recorded that episode for them at their when I was visiting their house and they came home and I played it for them and now they watch your show every day and I just want to let you know too that you're my favorite show on television 
you're you're better than that other guy on those other networks. You know what I mean? And <laughs> Daniel, I love it. I totally agree with you, by the way, about being better than the other guys. But, uh, hey, I'm so appreciative of what you did for your parents and Charles Stanley and the Bible. It does mean a lot to me. Um, you know, I met Charles Stanley in person a little over a month ago. What an amazing opportunity that was. I visited him in, in Atlanta. And, um, yeah, that Bible made all the difference. Hey, Daniel, you're a person of faith, I take it. Um, I just, you know, maybe we can just kick this around for 30 seconds or so. Here's my policy on criticism. And, you know, I can I can mix it up and I can get pretty partisan. Here's what I I love everybody. I really do. I love Joe Biden. It doesn't mean I have to like him. Everybody is a creation of God. Everybody has a role here. And he works in mysterious ways. He's got it figured out. It'll make sense to me someday. It doesn't have to to me right now. I love everybody. I don't like everybody. And I can love Stacey Abrams and also rip her apart for saying awful things and being disruptive. What do you think of that, Daniel? I think that's exactly 100% correct. Greg, while I have you, here's my grandmother. Say hi. Oh. Hey, Greg. How are, how are, you, how are you, ma'am? Wow. I'm, well, I really enjoy your show. You guys are the best. Thank you so it makes much. A lot of what, oh, you're welcome. What's that? Hey, what do you what do you like most about the TV show? Here I am fishing for compliments, but what what is it about the show that you like? Because you are honest. That's a big deal nowadays. People nowadays are today are not honest. They just want attention, so they say and do anything. And the Bible is our basis for living and believing. And um, that's what we go by. Well, you're so kind to share those beautiful words with me. Thank you. I will not forget you and your great son, Daniel, there. And I'm so grateful. Okay? He's my grandson. And I'm proud oh. that he's my firstborn grandson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just gave my parents uh, their second grandchild, and they're they're thrilled. They're thrilled. They're just babies, though. I started a little bit later. So can I get your first name, ma'am? It's Yolanda. Yolanda. How beautiful. Huh? And, uh, well, thank you. thank you so much, both of you, okay? All the best, guys. Thank you. Work. We, have you, we, could, um, we re- record. record your show every day. That's wonderful. You, you can also get it on the app, by the way, if you want to download the app. It's free. But you guys. We have it. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. Thank, thank you. you, Yolanda. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um Wow, you don't get that every day. That's really beautiful. Um, I should have asked them about the Top Gun movie. I think Baker... Oh, Bakersfield is outside of Los Angeles, right? I don't know much about the geography of California. Oh, wow. Anyway, is it time? It's time. Okay, give me a moment. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So nice for Yolanda to say it's the honesty of uh, my show that she likes... We have a president who is, um, he can tell the truth. It's amazing that he is the president after he committed this um, horrible, horrible string of lies. He's been doing it his entire political life, but he got nailed when he first ran for president back in 1987. Everything he says here is a lie. You ready for this? Cut two. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. 
I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. His memory had failed him. His memory had failed him. It's pretty interesting. You hear how, how high-pitched Joe Biden's voice is? Now, some people, their voices change over the years, but even before Joe started to decline, Joe sounded very different from the way he did in 1987. I'm not sure what that is. I know that, well, you're about to hear from Rudy Giuliani. He'll be here later. If you listen to his voice now, it's the same as it was in 1985. The other guy, Joe, I think he changes. My voice has changed plenty. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's indicative of something. I haven't totally figured it out yet. Um, something strange about that man. And something strange about bragging that he's so friendly with the president of China. If he's so friendly with the president of China, why can't he talk some sense into him? Why can't he get him off our backs? Why is he being so deliberately provocative? Joe blew it again when he said this. This is probably one of the biggest foreign policy blunders ever. And the fake news is giving him a great big fat pass. Cut 40. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's the commitment we made. Well, you're not supposed to say that, dummy. It's called strategic ambiguity. Of course, the White House had to roll all that back. But I know for Joe, it felt good in the moment. It felt like I'm a tough guy. Yeah, I'm tough. See? I just said, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. I'm a tough guy. I'm not weak like they say. I'm not old and dying like they say. I'm a tough guy, right? Listen to it without the thought. How quickly he says, yeah. One more time, the first part, cut 40. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's the commitment we made. You know what? Just realized something. I got to check this out. But he was pretty decisive there, right? Pretty categorical. Now, the real policy is strategic ambiguity. Why? People understand things, but you don't say them out loud because it would be provocative. We don't want everybody to know what we're going to do, and if we say it, it puts people in terrible positions, and we don't want that. But a woman asked him that question. Did you notice it was a woman? And I noticed that Joe is one way with women and one way with men. He's really about being a tough guy with the women. Yes, No. Yes, he's a war criminal. No, he's not a war criminal. Yes, no. I guess somehow he thinks in his head that women, they don't like men who dilly-dally or something like that. I think I can can make this. I'm going to go back 
And just about every time Joe has gotten himself into one of these fixes, it's when a female reporter asks him a pretty black black and white question where the answer should be obvious. And he takes the opposite answer, but he says it with such decisiveness. Because we all know he's got a thing for the ladies. The old ladies, the little girls, you name it, Joe. Oh, gosh, it's disgusting, quite frankly. I've never done anything like that, nor would I. A stranger, the worst of them all. The worst of them all was Ash Carter. He was nominated to be Secretary of Defense under Obama. And for some reason, Joe shows up at the ceremony. And starts feeling up Ash Carter's wife, who he had never met before. You know, Joe Biden said he uh, tripped over his dog. Remember that? I don't know if we know the whole story. He did admit some odd things. He got out of the shower. The dog dropped a ball at his feet because he wanted to play. Mind you, the dog is 12 years old. I don't think that happens anymore. A puppy, maybe. Joe throws the ball down the alley of his third-floor mansion. The alley. He called it an alley. And as he's running away, Joe grabs the dog's tail and pulls on it. And that's what happened. If Joe will grab some woman that he's never met, what what would he do to a dog that he owns? Now think about that for a moment, really. It's a very, very strange moment. Oh, and there's the music. All right. I have to regroup. Hey, I will not be on the Newsmax show tonight, but I urge you guys to tune in. Hey, guess who's joining Newsmax? And it's pretty cool. Greta Van Susteren. Yes, Greta. is going to have a new show at 6 o'clock. Weeknights. Don't know what that means yet for the rest of the lineup, but uh, we welcome Greta, superstar legendary broadcaster Greta Van Susteren. Welcome to Newsmax. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Yes, this is me. This is me. You like the jerky boys? I love it. Hey, do we get the trailer for Top Gun yet? Top Gun with Tom Cruise is uh, the soft premiere is tonight. I will be there at an IMAX theater. I don't quite frankly like that I have to make a reservation and pick a seat and all that stuff. It feels like I'm flying to Honolulu. I just want to wander in off the street, give the guy 15 bucks or whatever it costs and and see the movie. I don't want to make an appointment. I just want to hmm. remember when we used to look at the newspaper to find out. Now you got to go to these silly websites, Fandango. Um, I can't. Ready? Are we ready? All right, here it is. Uh, tell me if it sounds good. Usually you can tell by the trailer. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Is anybody going to say anything? <laughs> the end is inevitable, Maverick. Your kind is headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. Oh, wow. Gives me chills. Well, I, uh, visually, I'm sure it was impactful. Um, the audio, whatever. Now, one thing I'm excited about, the airplanes actually exist. And they did this in the first Top Gun. 
You know, even then, they had the technology. It wasn't computer-generated, but they took pictures of models, model planes. This, they actually flew real airplanes off of real aircraft carriers. They put Tom Cruise in the back seat. Now, Tom Cruise, I understand, is a pretty skilled pilot, uh, although he's no Top Gun. I mean, he's not gone to fighter weapons school, and... Uh, like me, uh, I've actually landed on aircraft carriers. I don't think he's done that, but still, I think he's done a lot for aviation, a lot for the military, and I think it should be a pretty cool movie. All right, this is uh, Pastor Hank. He's on the phone from Seaford, New York. Hey, what's up? Hey, Greg, how you doing? Pastor Hank, I live in Seaford, and the church is uh, in Oceanside. Mm-hmm. Um, you had asked, yeah, you had asked a question earlier about, hey, can I, can I love someone but also, you know, criticize? them or rip them a new one or you know the answer is absolutely yes um you know what did jesus call called king herod a fox you know and he also called the pharisees you know vipers and snakes and uh you know it's the old can you judge someone and the biblical thing is yes you can judge someone but you have to do it fairly you know and i think you do a good job of that and you know what the bible also says that we're to pray for those that are in government and uh, we do that, you know, and it's just, um, you know, it's okay what you're doing, man. <laughs> listen to you every day. Oh, well, thank you. you. Know? I wasn't sure which way this call was going to go because there was a little note here that you that you had something to say about that. So I thought you might be on the other side. I appreciate it. And, um, hey, by the way, there is a difference between uh, judging and condemning big time. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, you know, condemnation is is basically you're found guilty. You know, you're being condemned. Okay, where judgment, you know, is, you know, judgment is like you know someone has sinned. You know, like homosexuality. Listen, you you don't love everyone. We're made in the image of God, but homosexuality is a sin. In fact, God says that it's an abomination. And if you're going to read your Bible like you say you do every day, read Romans chapter one. That's where America is right now. And, um, well, listen, yesterday you know, uh, yesterday I admitted that uh, it had been about a month before I was really, since I read the Bible. Now, today I did. I uh, I want to get back to the point where I, I read it as automatically as brushing my teeth. And I was there for about two or three years. And then, and then recently, you know, just get caught up in the kids and this and that. And there are all kinds of excuses, but no more excuses. Um, can I ask you this, though? Because a lot of folks, you know, they they hear about... They look for the part about what it says about gays, but and I think that drives a lot of folks away. I just say this that you know adultery is right up there with that, and you know like <laughs> there's all kinds of sexual sin, right? All kinds. And what I'm trying to say is, what am I trying to say? Gay people sometimes latch onto this and say, you see, I can't have a, you know, I can't be who I am. Well, a lot of us would probably, if we could, just do whatever we want, whenever we want, whether even as heterosexuals. But we can't. We're not supposed to. Right? Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, you know, sin is sin. All right. But as a Christian, you don't want to make a ministry of pointing out everyone's uh, everyone's sin and fault, but there is truth. And there's, you know, God wrote the book and, you know, I didn't say, you know, I didn't say homosexuals are, you know, is, is sin. God said that, you know, and what happens Well, can I that, ask you something too, though? I mean, on that, because he talks about eunuchs and some people were born eunuchs and that kind of thing. And I know that there's interpretation. 
Some people interpret that as he's talking about gay people. What's your interpret? What's what's your read on that? Okay. Um, well, I'll give you a, a thirty seconds. Uh, sir. <laughs> Listen, the the or, the origin of homosexuality. God destroyed two cities over it. Oh. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. Um, the sin of Ham. After Noah, you know, you know, doctor and everything was that. Um, you know, uh, the sin of Ham could have been that either sex with uh, his father or he had sex with his mother so there's different interpretations for that the apostle paul says that a homosexual will not inherit the kingdom of god um these are just straight you know straight biblical bible verses but the thing is we don't make a ministry of hating people the church should be open to everyone but they don't come in and try to convince us that their lifestyle is is acceptable it's no you know if you're drinking alcohol you got to point it out. If you're cheating on your wife, you got to point it out. If you're robbing banks or if you're, you know, fornicating or, you know, homosexuality, it's all sin. There's not one sin that's more higher than the other. I understand. Now, listen, um, I do. Well, all right. Like when I say Stacey Abrams is a jerk, I mean, I'm not really. I mean, it's not a sin to be a jerk. For instance, it's not a sin for her to say uh, she hates Georgia when she's running for governor of Georgia. Go ahead. I'm ready to have All right, so I can jump all over her case for that, but I'm not, I don't know what kind of person she is. I don't know what's going on. And I would expect her to give me a hard time about the stuff that I say that she disagrees with. And that's kind of what I, I quite frankly, I love about the give and take. And uh, that's what I'm talking about, where I love everybody, but I don't have to like everybody. Hey, Pastor Hank, what's it like being a pastor? Well, um, I'll tell you another thing real quick. I was a lieutenant for 20 years. Your dad promoted me. He was the best police commissioner ever. Um, I've had the fortunate life of being a cop for 20 years, seeing people at their best and worst, and I've been a pastor uh, for 12 years and a, an evangelist for five, so I've got 17 years in the ministry. And believe it or not, I believe that the police department really helped me uh, being able to have compassion and help people, and um, it's, a, it's a great job. Um, I love, I'm a believer. Um, you know, I have my shortcomings and faults, but... As a Christian, you know, where to spread the gospel, where to help people. Our church has a food pantry. We have a senior citizen ministry. Um, where to be out doing the Lord's work. And I love it. What I appreciate, yeah, and what I appreciate appreciate about you, Greg, is that you bring your faith out once in a while, and it, and it's a nice thing, and you're very fair. And listen, you can call Stacey Abrams a jerk. I think a better a better biblical word, the Bible calls people like them a fool. And you know what? A fool says that there's no God. A fool believes in a, uh, all this Democrat nonsense about abortion, homosexual marriage, defund the police. They're just a fool. And sadly that these people, these top Democrats and even some Republicans, they're just fools. Well, Pastor Hank, thank you. Hey, I want to also point out, look, I have screwed up royally many times in my life. Um, you know, I, I can tell you, I, I, I've screwed up recently. Um, and, uh, you know, there are people out there who, uh, and it's one of the reasons why we're reluctant to talk about our faith because we're afraid, oh, wait a second. I know about you and you're the, you, 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 we're all afraid of being branded or labeled something or hypocrite or whatever. Doesn't that inhibit people a lot from talking about their faith when they realize, okay, I'm not perfect. So who the hell am I to say something, but nobody's perfect, Right. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, a couple of things is that remember, Christians aren't perfect. They're just forgiven. Um, if also Christians do sin and, you know, when they sin, they just need to ask God for his forgiveness. And like Peter said, how many times? 70 times seven. And, you know, hey, God's a forgiving God and that's his grace and mercy. Now, um, you know, there are some people that claim that they're a Christian, but they don't live the lifestyle and called being a hypocrite, you know? Um, listen, if if Greg Kelly was uh, was caught cursing and it was on YouTube, it's like, hey, I and I ask God forgive this, and that's it. That's a one time thing where some people that are Christians they're they're not living the lifestyle. They well, uh, wait a second. How much trouble am I going to be in when the big monster tape comes out of all the times I've cursed behind the scenes? Uh, it's all under the blood, man. You're forgiven. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Uh, oh boy, I. Uh, uh, anyway, hey, Pastor Hank. To be continued. We appreciate it so much. What you do. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for thanks for the time. I enjoyed the conversation, and I pray for you, Greg. And just you keep doing what you're doing, okay? Many thanks, Pastor Hank. Will do. Um, I do have to do some things better. I do. 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 Uh, wow. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. All right. Who are we going to get over? I don't want to get on anybody's case right now. Oh, I'm off tonight. Did I already mention that uh, um, Greta Van Susteren is joining Newsmax? Greta Van Susteren is joining Newsmax, and I think that is fabulous. Hey, one more thing. Joe Biden, why? Why or oh, why would he brag about being so close to the president of China? Isn't that weird? Cut 41. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping, at least before we got out, than any world leader has. I've traveled 17,000 miles with him, the president of China. I've probably spent more time with Xi Jinping, I'm told, than any world leader has because I, I had 24, 25 hours of private meetings with him when I was vice president, traveled 17,000 miles with him. I know him pretty well. I've spent more time with President Xi of China than any world leader has. So what? Why would you boast about that? If somebody wants something from she, you know him really well. Well, they can't go to you. They go to Hunter. Is that what I'm getting? I think that's what I'm getting. I think that's what you're... We're picking up what you're putting down, Joe. And the other thing, we looked at some speeches that President Xi gave all over the world. It's funny. He doesn't brag about how well he knows Joe Biden. We just assume that these world leaders know each other. The other thing, Joe is talking to, uh, we may not be impressed with that, but people in China are impressed with that. So there are people in China who want to get to President Xi, and you can go through Joe. I really do think we have a compromised president. There's something very, very wrong here. Wait a second. There's an intriguing question that Lee has an answer to. Lee in Orange County. Uh, Hi there, Lee. What's going on? Hi there, Mr. Kelly. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, it occurred to me that the time might be very be proper for a very strong black candidate for vice president and eventually for presidency. And Tim Scott of South Carolina comported himself so uh, very uh, famously at the Republican National Convention. Uh, he might make a very good uh, candidate for that. Yeah, I like him a lot, actually. Could be him. Could be. Uh, we're talking about Trump at the top of the ticket, by the way. Um, yeah, I'll be all for that. And, uh, you know, let's face it. These things are not supposed to matter, but they do matter. They do. They do. And uh, 
Tim Scott's really thoughtful, and uh, that would be a great, great pick. Who else do we like? I like Byron Donalds. Keep your eye on him. He's a congressman from Florida. Very, very sharp guy. Um, I, Gosh, I like Dinesh D'Souza. I know he's not eligible to be vice president because he's a convicted felon. Then again, I think he's got a a full and complete pardon. He hasn't held office. Uh, I like him a lot. Who else do you like, Lee? Uh, I haven't gotten into anybody else at this point, but it, it's it's a unique point in time in that if, if Trump does get reelected, there's the opportunity to, to tutor for someone, for lack of a better word, from the point of view of someone who has not been in politics all their life, but has turned out to be one of the best yeah. uh, policymakers that we've ever had. Well, you know what Trump has got to do? He's got to start thinking about this stuff, in my opinion, now, because he didn't want to jinx it. I understand the last time he didn't really start thinking about it until the last minute. He didn't think about any cabinet officials until after the election. He's got to think about it now. He had too many swamp rats, and he relied on swamp rats, and that gave us people like, uh, you know, Rex Tillerson and who was the other one, Mark Esper, and all these weirdos. We don't want that. We want uh, America first, uh, true blue people. And give me a moment. I'll be right back. Thanks, Lee. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The American people have no idea, none, no idea the status of our military. And our representatives in Congress have very little idea as well. How are we going to know? The big test will come in the next war. How do we find out that the Russian military is all screwed up? We thought it was all big and powerful until they invaded Ukraine. Until the next big test comes, we're not going to know. We won't see it on display. And I am hearing very, very disturbing things about how our military has gone totally overboard, woke, crazy. They don't worry about war fighting. They don't worry about readiness. They worry about three letters. D as in dog. E as in Eddie. I as in imbecile. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's what it's all about. Hey, hold on a second. Oh, looks like they got the guy who was shot on the... The guy who shot the Goldman Sachs employee on the Q train, Andrew Muhammad. It looks like they got him, right? Allegedly shot, I should say. They made an arrest. He's been arrested like 19 times over the past couple of years. And uh, he's in custody. And that's good news, I suppose. They needed the public's help in making this happen. Okay. No problem. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, this shouldn't be happening. You know why it's happened. For the past two years since George Floyd, and even before that, we've delegitimized, stigmatized, canceled law enforcement. I saw now it's kind of righteous and almost your duty as a criminal to resist arrest. I saw a video of somebody on a scooter. I don't know what he did wrong, but the cops wanted him bad, and they were arresting him, and he was resisting, and it was at a gas station. And he was resisting, and somehow he caught fire. He (laughs) caught on fire. He just, I don't know, the exhaust from his motorbike or whatever, he caught on fire. If Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris could come out and say nothing else but this, Do not resist arrest. Do not resist arrest. You know how many lives I could save? Now that. 
would be something. That would move the needle, as they like to say. But they won't say it because it undermines the narrative. And the woke left will hate it. They'll hate it. Why would they try to obey law enforcement? No, defy law enforcement, because policing is an offshoot of slavery, you know. They say that police were invented to round up slaves. Yeah, they actually say that. Um, another institution of ours, just inherently uh, mired in the original sin of this country, slavery. By the way, slavery happened all over the world. It's horrible, but it did As far as country goes, we had less of it here than a lot of other places, a lot of other places, especially Eastern Europe and Russia and in parts of Africa. We had a hell of a lot less slavery in this country. Hell, it was illegal in most of this country. Doug in Huntington. Hi, pal. Hello, Greg. How are you today? All right. Good. I was originally calling. I want to talk about Stacey Abrams, but I want to get back to that subject you were talking about with religion, always go by hate sin, love the sinner. That's the way I've been brought up. That's the way I look at it. I understand we all want to be opinionated, and we can be opinionated. So you, you call them out on it, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, as long as you do it in a loving and caring way. But now let's get back to this whole Stacey Abrams thing. All right. My thing to her, to her is call her out. So give me a list. Tell me. What makes this state of Georgia the worst state in the nation to live in, number one? And number two is, what would you do to fix it? There's nothing wrong with that. Those are great questions. Yeah, I think she laid it out there, too. You know, we're number 47 in uh, poverty. We're number this and that. We're, you know, just went through the litany. But I'm sorry, that's a gaffe. If you say your state is that crummy to live in, that's a problem. That's a real problem, and your opponents can exploit it and use it, and uh, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, I don't like her, though. I don't like her. She lost in 2018 and became this cause celeb for Democrats everywhere, in large part because of identity politics. Doug, you got some great stuff there. I got one more call, and then uh, and then it's off to the movies for me. Let's see. Uh, 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 Francis in the Bronx. Hi. Yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Greg. Hi. Two points. Uh, the mayor of New York City, uh, when he was making his debut, going from podium to podium, all, out of the blue, he brought up Bitcoin and how he was. Uh, he liked Bitcoin. He wanted to be paid as mayor in Bitcoin. He wanted government employees to be paid. Uh, young people. He wanted to instruct young people Bitcoin. Yeah. Etc. He wound up saying. There's just one thing about Bitcoin that I I, 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 I has a, have a problem with is how it affects the climate. Oh, you mean because the computers overheat? So, I, I don't know. Bitcoin, how it affects the climate I, and I, the environment. I don't think it does. I, I, I've heard of this thing. I think it's kind of a sham. They Because the computers run hot or something like that, it contributes to global, global warming because you got to be – I don't buy that. Do you? Are you worried about the environment and Bitcoin? No, when he when he said that, I I, I said, is this guy imagining oh. a, a pick pickaxes and shovels? Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a dummy. But I mean, there's all kinds of things. That is a thing. Uh, Bitcoin. What is it called again? What's the Bitcoin? Uh, there's a word for it, a term for it. Bitcoin's impact on the environment. Let me look that up right now. Something about the computers have to hum all day, and that causes heat. 
And uh, ta -ta 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 Bitcoin, give me a second here. Environment. And how do you spell? Oh, shoot. Sometimes this thing, Bitcoin pollution. Let me just try that. Pollution, Bitcoin pollution. Is Bitcoin bad for the environment? What is digital pollution and easy actions? Digital pollution is responsible for 3.7. This is not me talking. This is a, an essay about it. 50% uh, digital pollution is an issue that is rarely identified, uh, encompasses three elements, manufacturing practices, e-waste. The huge Internet infrastructure is also often not considered. Oh, give me a break. Every, we're doing fine. I go outside, big breath of fresh air. We're in New York City. The air is beautiful and sweet. I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about a lot of things, not that. Francis, thank you. Thank you, everybody else. I will see you tomorrow with a full update on the Top Gun movie. Here I come, Maverick. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.